Huntington University. They're the ones that sponsor this podcast, and I want to tell all of those season ticket holders out there that they can save 25% off all tuition at Huntington University. That's huge. 25% off online courses. You can go, attend classes, whatever you want. They're at Huntington University. Go ahead and take advantage of this fantastic offer. 25% off all tuition for Comet season ticket holders. Just get a hold of the Huntington University admissions office or call the Comet office. They'll get you steered in the right direction. Okay, let's do this week's show. everyone it is i shane alberani the guy who hosts this podcast every week i also do a little play-by-play i dabble in it i'm on the radio every once in a while so if you check out some comic games on the road or if you're not making it to the coliseum listen to whoa whoa you can hear me and i'll jabber about this podcast so today we have got comet forward brady shaw Brady feels like he's been here forever, but he's only been here a year. It's crazy. This guy loves Fort Wayne. He's one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet. And he's got some great stories because he grew up in a hockey family. His dad, Bradshaw, is a coach with the Columbus Blue Jackets now. He also played in the NHL, and he played in the the old IHL with the Detroit Vipers. So Brady Shaw actually knew a little bit about Fort Wayne before he got here, seeing his dad play for the Vipers. He also wanted to be a goalie growing up. Can you believe that? Brady Shaw as a goalie? That's crazy. But his dad pointed him uh, to be a forward, and we thank him for that. So Brady Shaw, such a good guy. He took a, an hour of his day to sit down and talk to me and uh, talk to you fans. So uh, let's get to it. Here is Comet Forward, Brady Shaw. Cool. Yeah, you're like good. Yeah, I think you're good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, Brady Shaw. I know uh, you're sick of telling the story of why you are a literary legend, but uh, for the young kids who don't read the paper, who uh, d- don't know the full story, you are a little a literary legend with the Brady Brady books. Your mom wrote those, and they're mostly in Canada, right? Not so much in the U.S., so a lot of people might not know about them. Yeah, they, uh, they were in the USA Hockey Magazine for quite a bit there. I don't know if they're still there, but uh, growing up, I wasn't much of a reader, uh, so she would, you know, <laughs> try to get me to read anything and I, I wasn't always into it so uh, she decided to just start writing some on her own and it started with Brady Brady Gumface which was a uh, story about a kid that would blow bubbles with his gum and it got <laughs> stuck to his face and uh, he'd, he'd catch everything throughout the day whether it was dandelions or and then the uh, city football championship the the touchdown pass went through his hands but it stuck to his face for the winner so uh, she sent that around and and a couple publishing companies uh took interest in it and kind of wanted her to focus in on one sport and and it was an obvious choice with hockey with with me and my dad um so yeah that those just kind of took off and and i got some heckling growing up a little bit but looking back on it it's, it's pretty cool to to see the books and to see how successful they've become now, uh, like last year, like people didn't know that that you were the guy, and then they kind of found out, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most guys just think it's you know just because of my name, Brady, and, yeah, and the books. They they just think you know a lot of guys are joking around, but uh, I'll show them the the title there where it's Mary Shaw, and um, <laughs> you know they they get a good kick out of it. I know Jamie Shaftsman last yeah. year, his his kids read those quite a bit, so. 
um, yeah, it's always cool when guys find out that I've either grown up reading them or they yeah. read them to their kids or whatever. So, do you sign a lot of Brady Brady books? I do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting more and more this year. Uh, you know, post game, there'll be there'll be some people out there with the books, and it's cool. I enjoy it. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, your mom sees those spike in sales whenever a story comes out about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she likes it too. <laughs> so, so what did your mom do? She wasn't a writer, was she? she no, yeah, she, she was a uh, stay at home mom. She she took some broadcasting classes actually. She wanted to be a a sports anchor, and then never really pursued that. Just busy with three kids, me and my two sisters. So. Uh, stay-at-home mom and then just kind of took this up as a fun little side gig and and I don't think she expected it to become as popular as it did and, and uh, you know I think there's you know there's over I think there's 18 books now so they uh, she's had some fun with it yeah yeah and you come from a hockey family uh, your dad Brad uh, played in the NHL played for the Detroit Vipers and broke th- Comet's hearts many times uh, so I think you might have been a little familiar with Fort Wayne yeah yeah I remember you know going to the Detroit Vipers games all the time and I remember them being pretty good I was still young at that age but I think around third grade I was in Detroit and uh yeah I I remember the Comets well and Cleveland Lumberjacks and and all those teams so it's pretty cool I mean even Kalamazoo um you know so it's cool playing professional hockey now and and playing against or playing for teams that I grew up watching yeah and uh obviously your your dad uh NHL player now coach and uh so hockey was going to be your destiny eh? yeah (laughs) you know there's other sports I I always wanted to play football and and uh you know he I I played soccer growing up too but he said I took enough hits to the head playing hockey (laughs) that he'd he'd, uh, hold off on football so I'm pretty happy with the decision though um he's been a great support system for me and uh, good sounding board, you know, yeah. whenever I'm upset about games or, uh, you know, if I'm bragging to him a little bit, maybe after a good <laughs> game, I'll call him. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a great resource to have. Yeah. It's, 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 it's obviously different when you've got a coach, uh, as a dad, you know, Ben Boudreaux has the same thing with his dad. Uh, and I'm sure other guys had their dads as coach, but you know, your, your dad played in the NHL, which is something a lot of people can't say, obviously. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, growing up, the kind of people you meet, yeah. the Hall of Famers and stuff. Like, uh, I remember sitting in Bobby Orr's office in Boston, <laughs> um, you know, just looking up at him with my jaw dropped pretty much the whole time <laughs> they were having a conversation. And, and it's cool, the kind of people you meet. Gordie Howe uh, played the one shift there with the Vipers. And oh, that's was, right. He yeah. was a D partner with my dad that game. <laughs> uh, he played defense. So, um, you know, he probably learned some things through right. him and, and just being able to meet guys like that. It's, it's an invaluable thing. That's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, a, an impressive autograph collection from those guys? I do. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my, my house in Columbus, my mom's actually begging me to go pick up. Some oh, really? Sticks. Yeah. It's <laughs> taken up half a room. Uh, my big thing was I always wanted to be a goalie. And once again, my, my dad steered me away from that, but, um, you know, he, uh, I I was obsessed with goalies, so whenever he'd play a team, uh, he'd talk to the equipment manager and get a signed goalie stick for me. So I've I've got you know probably over a hundred in my basement. Wow! Yeah. Wow. Well, you might have a second career as a, a memorabilia dealer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> summer job. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so uh, let's uh, talk about how you got to Fort Wayne. Uh, let's see here. You were in Orlando last year, but in Colorado before that, midseason trade. So what was the, the chain of events that got you here to Fort Wayne? Um, you know, thinking about possibly going over to Europe, um, 
you know, Orlando's a great place, but it's it's pretty easy to get complacent there. Yeah. So I was looking for a change of pace and um I was I went home to Columbus and I was having I had my bags packed actually, ready to go to Europe and I uh, got a call from Gary Graham saying they'd be interested and and I kind of heard his sales pitch a little bit and yeah. with it being close to Columbus it it was an easy trip and and it felt familiar. Um went to high school in St. Louis, so spent a lot of years in the Midwest and I loved the the pace of life and how friendly everyone is so i i kind of welcomed it with open arms and it's uh it's been a fantastic decision and so you moved around a lot when you were a kid yeah i think uh i think it was nine schools in my 12 years wow. growing up so um you know it, it kind of helps you you become personable um you know my two sisters i don't think loved it as much <laughs> girls girls tend to be a little meaner but uh me personally i loved it uh saw so many cool places met so many great people uh, that I still stay in touch with. Did you walk in with the Brady Brady books and say, I'm the guy? Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I kept that on the down low for a little bit, get, get my feet wet first, and then and then maybe show them. Yeah. Was your, were your sisters ever jealous of any uh, Brady Brady attention? They they won't tell you it, but um, I think they are. They they both have a character in, in yeah. a couple books, but yeah, they're, I'm on the front cover, so I, I get to play the favorite child card a lot. And, and none, none of those stories were based on real events, right? So like no one, you can't be embarrassed by anything that happens. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, the first book, Brady Brady and the Great Rink. I always wanted to build a backyard rink. Um, you know, living in Tampa Bay and Cincinnati yeah. kind of prohibited that. And then high school in St. Louis. So uh, a lot of those stories are kind of either things I wish I did, or um, there's some couple quirky things in there that are either something that you know my mom saw uh, with teammates or stuff like that. And and every character for the most part is based off someone that. Uh, as a part of my life. My uncle's name is in yeah. one book. He's a character. Um, Freddie Brathwaite, who we were good friends with oh, in gold, Ottawa. Oh, the goaltender. Uh, yeah, so there's yeah. a kid in the book named Freddie. And, um, <laughs> you know, so it's just kind of stuff like that. Freddie Brathwaite. I remember him playing for the uh, Manitoba Moose. Yeah. And uh, coming here and playing in Fort Wayne. Yeah. Oh, that's a great name from the past. Yeah. So, all right, your, your fascination with, with goaltenders. So your, your dad steered you away from that. So are you like the number three goalie? Are you on the depth chart here? I better be. <laughs> I, if Benny's ever seen me play road hockey, he would have me slotted in as a three guy. I, uh, I don't know how I am on skates, but I think the instincts are there. Right. <laughs> so what was the fascination with goaltending? Uh, I was I just, a goalie, so I love it too. Okay, yeah. I mean, um, you know, playing mini sticks or playing road hockey, I was yeah. always a goalie, and I loved it. Um, in the basement, my dad would shoot tennis balls yeah. at me, and, and I'd be begging him to go down <laughs> to the basement, and I'd always strap on the pads. And same with my grandpa. He would do the same thing. And uh, I don't know. I, I just loved the position, and, and I kind of took a liking to it. I uh, strapped the pads on back when you rotated the goalie every game. Yeah. And uh, I think I let in like nine or ten, so I kind of <laughs> ended the, the on ice goalie dream there. But um, yeah, no. Whenever you know we we do school visits and we're able to play street hockey or something with the kids, I always yeah. try to push the kids away so I can throw the pads on. <laughs> I love playing goal because when I was little, the goaltender never left the ice. Right. That's why I liked it because yeah. like I never had to go off. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> I need I need my rest now. Right. I, I, I welcome my time on the bench every so often. I think uh, and we might have to do that. I'll strap the pads on you. See if you're good enough to be the e bug one night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your dad was a defenseman. You're a forward. So. Uh, Maybe there's a little bit of story there. Yeah, he uh, always wanted me to be a defenseman. Uh, backward skating never came easy to yeah. me. <laughs> I, I would say it still still isn't my strong suit. But um, 
no, I, I enjoy scoring goals and, and growing up, I kind of always had an, an act to putting the puck in the net. So he, uh, that was one position that he kind of backed <laughs> off and just and let me do do my own thing. Yeah, and uh, you know, so your your dad, you're playing hockey. Your mom's writing books. What are your sisters doing? Uh, my older sister is a dental hygienist uh, up in Ottawa, and my younger sister is a sophomore. Uh, she'll be going to the Ohio State University there right. in Columbus. So that's nice for her. She's nice and close to home, and the parents can check up on her every so often. And and a, a dental hygienist, a hockey-playing family, so I'm sure that comes in handy. Yeah, it does, yeah. She, <laughs> free, uh, free dental yeah, advice. Yeah, back home. <laughs> so you grew up in Canada. Now you're basically an Ohio resident, right? Right. Yeah, I uh, my parents have a cottage back in Ottawa, so I'll go up there for a couple of weeks during the summer. But when I go home for Christmas or the All-Star break, stuff like yeah. that, I'll go to Columbus. Um, yeah, I've spent most of my life in the U.S., actually. I, I think I went to uh, school for two years in Canada, and we'd go back to Ottawa for our summers. But other than that, uh, mostly in the U.S. Yeah, Ohio. It's a football state. It is, yeah. yeah. My, uh, <laughs> our neighbors there are Buckeye and Cleveland Brown crazy. So I, my dad never he, – he grew up rooting for the Chargers for some reason. Chargers? Uh, yeah, it's very random. But I think he's he's kind of switched over to the Browns now. Uh, so he had some high hopes for this year that are quickly – Oh, that's unfortunate. Quickly <laughs> crashing down. <laughs> All right, so you uh, so you went to college, University of Vermont. So you knew Petrozelli, right? Petrozelli, yeah. And then uh, Trey Phillips was here right. last year. We actually got traded here at the same time last year. So uh, roommates together, and and uh, it's good. It's a good familiarity, uh, knowing guys already yeah. coming into a new spot. That made the transition a lot easier. But yeah, three years at school with uh, Petey. How was that? It was good. Yeah, PD. He's always. <laughs> he been, sounds like a character. Yeah, he is a character. He's he's a good locker room guy, yeah. and and he's an absolute workhorse on the ice. So you yeah, earn the respect of your teammates pretty easily playing the game the right way, like he does. So yeah, he's he's been like that ever since I first saw him at Vermont, where his feet are moving a thousand yeah. miles a minute and they don't stop. Yeah, he sounds like a guy who might dog you on the ice. Yeah, right? there's uh you know on some Monday practices you look <laughs> in the line and and you don't want to go against a guy like that sometimes. So. And, you know, you're a guy, like, when you see, when you skate, it looks like you're skating in mud, and then somehow you get past everybody. Has <laughs> anyone ever said that? Because I'm up yeah. there calling the game, and I'm like, there's no way he's going to get by these two guys, and you zip right by them. Yeah, um, elusiveness, I guess. <laughs> I've I've never been the quickest guy, so, um, you know, I kind of had a good growth spurt, too, between grade 11 and 12, but before that, I was a... Uh, uh, slow smaller player which which usually doesn't tend to right. work well so you kind of have to figure out a way to be successful on the ice and and try to be elusive and try to put yourself in the right spots yeah you did that uh, last year in a game in uh, Toledo you were it was two on one two walleye one you and you just split right right down the middle and I'm like how did he do that yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure <laughs> we'll have to go back and look at the yeah. tape on that one all right so we'll go back to Vermont here what did you study at Vermont um, community development and applied economics was the major. Um, doesn't interest me a whole <laughs> lot now. I, uh, I was going to take business and, um, you know, they had said that the, the work you have to put in for those business classes, is a great yeah. business school, uh, might not be achievable while also trying to play hockey. So this is, you know, it was more of like an entrepreneurship type hands-on degree, uh, which I enjoyed. I, I learned a lot. Um, I don't think I'll be starting my own company anytime <laughs> soon, though. So, uh, you know, it's nice to have a degree and a little bit of a fallback, fallback yeah. plan, though. But still, 
uh, you know, I have a kid in college now, and it's, you know, when you're that age, you just get a degree with absolutely no idea of how to use it. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, that's that's where I'm at pretty much. Right yeah, yeah, too, my so. sister got a psychology degree, but unless you're actually going to be a psychologist or a psychiatrist, there's no point to it. Right. Never used it once. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure that's probably, you got the feeling right there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I got the scholarship because I'd, <laughs> I'd be pretty upset if, if I had a, you know, ton of student loans with the with the degree I, I yeah. received. Yeah, yeah. And hockey scholarships, they don't, they don't uh, have a whole lot of those. No, yeah, it was good. I, I remember going out to the BCHL where I played junior, and uh, my parents were like, okay, one year, and that's it. If you don't get a scholarship, you're going to school. And, and after my first year, I had uh, a couple of visits planned, but nothing set in stone, and, and I begged them, and they let me go out there for a second year. And then uh, I was committed to Bentley University at first, and um, wasn't getting a ton of scholarship money and, and thought I played my way into a position where I could get more. So uh, decommitted from there, and then uh, Vermont came calling and, and offered a, a great package. And um, it was four hours away from Ottawa, yeah. so it felt comfortable, and I knew quite a bit of guys going there. So uh, it was an easy decision for me. And you talked about you were on the way to Europe. How hard was that decision, knowing – I'm always fascinated by that because obviously it's more money, but it's a different culture and some guys just don't take to it, but some guys love it. Yeah. I mean, I think me growing up moving around all the time yeah. and I'm not really set in one place. Um, I think it helps. I think the kind of the new experiences and, and learning how to adapt has helped me out. Um, you know, it's, it's fun. My dad played over in Italy for one year yeah. uh, after my parents got married and they kind of treated that as a honeymoon, but uh, he absolutely loved going to a place where he didn't know the language, didn't really know much about the country, and, and he said it was just a great life experience for him. Oh, see, I don't even like driving places I don't know. <laughs> that, that would just drive me absolutely nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, you got to Fort Wayne last November, and it seemed like you've been here for five years. So, I mean, you've really taken to the town. People have also all taken to you, but is uh, what do you like about Fort Wayne itself? Um, it's just a, a hard working blue collar town. It, it's, uh, you know, a lot of people, um, aren't living lavishly and it, it, it's just, it kind of teaches you what, what's important in life. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, friendly people, uh, never had an issue anywhere I've been. You go to a restaurant, you go shopping. It's just, uh, friendly people everywhere. Um, you know, kind souls and it, it's good. Like I said, being in Columbus and being in St. Louis, it's the same kind of thing yeah. where, everyone's so welcoming and and they're not in a rush to do anything and it, it's not hectic you don't have to deal with traffic unless you're on coliseum at 5 p.m but uh it's a smaller town and uh yeah it's just, it's just a comfortable place to yeah. live and you got here a little bit earlier this year than most guys so you obviously like something about it yeah i do yeah <laughs> i uh, met my girlfriend here as well so that oh yeah, there it is all right you're uh, done yeah and uh <laughs> But no, that that's great. I mean, I, I was in a hurry to get back here when, when Benny called me this summer and, and told me that they'd be interested in bringing me back. Yeah. I kind of jumped on it right away, and I knew right away that this is where I wanted to be and where I wanted to play this year. Yeah, oh, so you got, the, you got the Fort Wayne girlfriend, so you're a lifer now. Uh, <laughs> it seems to happen. I don't know what it is, yeah. uh, but uh, good. I'm glad, glad you're happy and uh, uh, loving Fort Wayne. Now, you, uh, you went to Italy in the summer, didn't you? I year? do, yeah. yeah. So my dad from playing over yeah. there he's set up with Jim Corsi uh, who was his goalie over there and he's a goalie coach in the NHL now and they do a thing in uh, Cortina d'Ampezzo which is 
which is northern Italy. Uh, we go over there and teach a hockey camp for a week oh. and then spend a week kind of touring around. So this year, we after that week, we went to Croatia, which was awesome. But, um, you know, it's awesome once you're over there. Everything's pretty cheap to get around. Yeah. And um, there's just so much history and so much culture and, and so many cool spots over there that – um, you know, we're already looking forward to it for next summer. Yeah. Is there a spot in Italy that you really like? Uh, I mean, I loved Rome. I went to Rome, uh, saw the Colosseum. Yeah. That was probably the coolest thing that I've ever seen. I, I could have spent two days there just yeah. kind of looking around. And um, it, it, the Amalfi Coast we went to, which yeah. is obviously beautiful and very relaxing. A little hectic, a little hot sometimes in the summer, but... Uh, once you get past that, you kind of realize how how cool it is. So, which is better, uh, Italian food in Italy or the Olive Garden? <laughs> the endless breadsticks <laughs> always have a soft spot in my heart, but um, I'm going to say the authentic. <laughs> I, the first year we went over there, I I despised tomatoes. And, oh, that's uh, hard in Italy. <laughs> I know, and and the tomatoes over there, you know taste completely different it's right. like candy so i kind of got hooked to them over there and i've slowly slowly added a little more to my <laughs> diet over here but it still doesn't compare so you don't like tomatoes like even like tomato sauce like on a pizza well i do now yeah yeah, yeah. tomato sauce i was always okay with my mom makes a great uh great spaghetti sauce she's she's italian so good lasagna <laughs> as well um but yeah just plain tomatoes like uh, if i would get a burger i'd always say yeah. no tomato and and now it's a uh, load of load Oh, of so you're in Indiana. I mean, this is tomato heaven. Tomatoes yeah. and corn. I yeah. Mean. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> I'm sure good. your girlfriend can teach you that as, yeah, as well. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you play out in Colorado, and you win two cups, and you broke the Comets' heart two years ago during the conference final. And with that series, let's go back to that series now. That was one of one of my favorites of all time. It really was. I mean, I've been around this team almost forty years, and that was just pure, just just entertainment mastery on both sides. Yeah, you know? it was. Uh, and that, it was so you crazy. got the taste of Fort Wayne. I mean, you were kind of like, oh, yeah. this is a pretty cool place. Yeah, and that kind of drew me in too, knowing how crazy crazy it is to play here at the Coliseum. But um, yeah, that series was started off with a bang with the yeah. uh, oh. the warm up fight there in, in game two. And yeah. uh, me and Petrozelli actually were at the red line just kinda of looking at each other like <laughs> what the heck is going on here? <laughs> and um so that was fun and then just close, hard fought games. Yeah. Uh, a couple OTs. Uh, that game seven, I remember sitting on the bench down by two goals and we're like, yeah. you know, it's like, man, it's, this is going to suck getting this close. And yeah. and then a couple bounces go our way, which, you know, there's some Fort Wayne fans a little upset about some penalty <laughs> calls. I, I get, I sit beside Sid, so I get to hear it. Oh, does he still um, whine about that? Yeah, sometimes <laughs> he'll bring it up a couple of times, but um, yeah, it's, that was a crazy series. And then obviously then going to Florida and winning the championship was a great experience. And that uh, that game seven you mentioned, Comets were up by two with 12 minutes to go in the third period. I know it very vividly because I looked at the clock. It said 12:01, and I'm like, that's too much time. We can't hold these guys off for 12 minutes. Yeah, we we had a ton <laughs> of firepower that year. We were a good team. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of this team here early on, where uh, take our lumps defensively a little bit, and that that stuff's going to get sorted out. But yeah. Um, you know, even last night we go down by two goals against Kalamazoo and, and there's kind of no panic because yeah. you know that, that the team's capable of scoring in bunches. So, uh, yeah, in Colorado that year we were, you know, 
obviously down by two in the third in a game yeah. seven you're not you're not too comfortable but once we got that first one to get back within one I think it kind of sparked our bench and kind of gave us hope and um yeah now you played in some big games and I before that game seven I'm asking some of the guys and even just random people who were there the ECHL officials and it's like does the nerves get any more during a game seven or is it just another game to you guys no I think the nerves kick in for sure I think um you know, you're obviously excited. I think the first goal matters so much in those yeah. games, especially the later the game goes. Uh, if you get into midway through the second and, and a team hasn't scored yet and then one team scores, I think it's, you know, you almost feel like you've won the game already. It, it's such a mental advantage, I think. Um, you know, obviously that game, it didn't didn't work out that way. But um, in that game and in uh, Florida in Game Seven, I, I think we went down both of those times, and I, and it's just it's kind of a gut wrenching feeling. You you start gripping your stick a little tighter. Yeah. You're, um, you know, it's just like you're thinking to yourself like, oh, is it going to be one of those games where you, you know it just kind of slips away from you? So I think there's definitely nerves uh, from my end at least. Might not be true everywhere, but right. Um, I think so. I think it's different. I think it's easier to get amped up for it. Uh, the longer a series goes, the more the more tight the games are, and I think um, the 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 chances you take definitely go down. No one wants to be that guy right. making the mistake. You don't want to sit there in the locker room after game seven, kind of right. feeling down, feeling like you did something that that hurt your team. So I think everyone's a little more uptight, but uh, it's exciting. It's it's a great part of the game. And you had to play two that the finals went game seven. Yeah, Florida. that uh, same thing. We were down down late uh tied it up and then we took a penalty with uh i think like two two and a half minutes yeah. left and we ended up getting a shorthanded goal to win it um but y yeah we take that penalty and it's two two and florida had a ton of firepower and you're sitting there with a knot in your stomach thinking that you're gonna you know go this far <laughs> and then lose it on the last game of the year in the last couple of minutes but um so yeah, I, I I can't imagine how Florida feels giving up the shorty. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I, I that's remember I, I was sitting around my fire pit with a friend of mine. We were watching the game and we were just kind of passively watching it. And I saw that uh, they got a uh, power play, and I'm like, oh, this is it. And then you got the shorty, and I'm like, yeah. and I think I said a bad word. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't believe that just yeah. happened. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that was a crazy experience. That was fun. That uh, it it was a long season. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, you yeah. play into June, and you did it two years in a row. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, you look, and you're like, okay, well, you take a couple of weeks off, and then you're like, okay, well, camp's in a month, so, right. you know, get back in the gym, <laughs> get back on the ice, and it's uh, kind of hectic, but it, I loved it. I mean, this past year, uh, bowing out in the first round was disappointing, and then uh, it's just such a long summer when that happens, yeah. you know, it's just so much time to kill and, and the whole time you're kind of chomping at the bit to get back after it. So, um, that's another thing. I came back to Fort Wayne early. I, yeah. I was eager to get back and eager to get back on yeah. the ice and, and, uh, to try to take the next step with this team. Yeah. And two years you play into June and then you'd make the early exit. So I'm sure you, you weren't quite sure know what to do with yourself. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's so. But you took a vacation, you know, yeah. you got to do that. Yeah, some off time. Yeah, yeah. That was nice. Yeah. So when you win the two championships, do you take a little while just to enjoy it before you get back at it? Yeah, I think so. It's, um, 
you don't I don't you can't really dwell on it too much yeah um I mean is it just hey we we partied for two days and now it's yeah I mean yeah we I think you know that night in Florida was obviously fun and then uh go back to Colorado and spend a couple days with the guys with the cup and and doing stuff around the city and um you know seeing the excitement around the city which I think you know drives me to see a town like this and to see how crazy it can be on game one um, a couple of weeks ago and, and just, you know, it, in whatever, seven months from now, if you can bring that kind of excitement yeah. back, it's, uh, it's cool to think about. And I think it really drives us. And Colorado was a crazy place too. I mean, that place is probably the, the loudest arena I've ever been in because it's a low ceiling. It's packed. It's only like 6,000, but I remember not being able to even hear myself in my headphones. Yeah. And, uh, they, yeah, they crank up the music. They, yeah. they do everything right. Um, as far as in game, uh, production and stuff like that, it was a great place to play. I think you see that now in the AHL where, uh, they signed a lot of older veterans this year that have been around the league and they're looking for a good spot to go. And, and they were able to clamp down on a couple of guys like that because it is such a great place. And it does remind me a lot of Fort Wayne. Uh, the building itself was a lot like Toledo where it's yeah. a little smaller. Uh, people are packed in there and, and they feel like they're right on top of you. And it's a great atmosphere to play in. And uh, the cup still is in Colorado because apparently the ECHL had to make a new one because the Eagles hung on to that one. So I don't know if you have any insight on <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I didn't know about that until the end of last year, but I guess, yeah, I don't know. Take it and run, I guess. Right. <laughs> so you, you get the cup for a day? Yeah, dur- yeah, during the yeah. summer, we I didn't, uh, I didn't pursue that. I know guys were able to. Um, I was kind of all over the place that summer. Didn't really have my you know feet on the ground anywhere for too long so that was hard to plan but um i know a lot of guys kind of stuck around colorado in that area and, and kind of had a day with it to do whatever um but yeah oh, we'll plan one here in fort wayne yeah that. yeah th- this summer i'll uh, <laughs> i'll go. see if i can take it somewhere and you got one of your former teammates uh, sean st amont with you so that's nice you guys get reunited here yeah it's good i i benny reached out to me and said he was interested in monty and um, playing with him in Colorado, we were pretty close there. And, um, so I was calling him every day for a couple of weeks of summer being <laughs> like, okay, make your decision and, uh, better be Fort Wayne. So I was pressuring him quite a bit. Yeah. Um, he's a great player, another good locker room guy, uh, can push the pace up the ice, which, uh, when I'm stuck in mud, it, that <laughs> really right. helps me need, need a workhorse there. So, um, you know, he's, I've enjoyed playing with him this year and, and hopefully we kind of keep the chemistry going that we've kind of seen the first couple of games. And how often do, do coaches call you for like recommendations like that? Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I know Ben does, but like do other coaches? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a couple of guys that reached out to me about, um, a couple summers ago when I was a free agent, once Colorado moved up to the AHL and, uh, I think it's a good resource to have. I, I mean, I saw firsthand how great Fort Wayne was and how excited I was to get back here. So I have nothing but good things to say. So it's easy for me to recruit because I don't have to, you know, kind of pull anything out of the hat. It's just all from personal experience and it's, you, you get treated great and, and it's a great place to live. So, um, 
that kind of drew Monty in, I think, as well. And, yeah. and I think he's enjoyed it here so far. Yeah. Have you done any other, any other recruiting? Did you make any other phone calls? Made it, Guys yeah. Guys who didn't make it here. Yeah, I made a couple phone calls <laughs> trying to trying to persuade them. Um, some didn't work, but but glad we got Monty. I'll say, hey, you know what? Uh, I got a girlfriend here. Maybe you can find one here, too. Yeah, There's exactly. One. There's a selling yep. point. Yep. So what does she do? What is your girlfriend? Uh, she's at school here, actually, at, yeah. at PFW. So she's doing a fifth-year uh, elementary education. Uh, going to be an elementary school teacher. Now, so. is she a soccer player? Because it seems like all you guys have soccer player girlfriends. She, yeah, she was roommates with uh, <laughs> Sean's girlfriend. So that's how. Oh, yeah, that's how that's, it happened. That's how it came together. Um, so, yeah, you're going to have to thank Sean for that one. <laughs> <laughs> now, but, both yeah. of you guys are lifers now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so elementary and your, your mom. Still write. She writes. Still write books. She still writes books. Still yeah, writes? yeah. Okay. So she just finished up a Christmas book that I don't know if it's for this Christmas or next, but uh, just finished that up. So um, she still writes. So yeah, my girlfriend will be able to bring the books into bring the books into the school and, and read them to the kids. She and, can bring uh, the writer in and everything. Yeah, and, and you know you like uh, reading those books to kids. You like you go to the school visits and you read yeah them. yeah it's fun. It's uh, the look on their face is. Uh, some shock that the real Brady Brady's there and some shock that it's not the eight-year-old cartoon in the book. It's some ugly bearded guy coming into the classroom. But uh, no, it's cool. I enjoy it. I, that first book, The Great Rink, it's called, is I probably have that thing memorized. I don't even have to look at the words anymore. Um, I've gone into so many classrooms and read that. But yeah, I do enjoy it. Uh, I think my mom enjoys it when I kind of get yeah. out there and promote them a little bit. And uh, I enjoy doing that for her. Does she uh, write anything else other than children's books? Has she branched no, out? No, no. Uh, and it, it's kind of slowed down in the past couple of years. Uh, they had a quota that they had to meet a couple of years ago where she was cranking out books. But um, she just kind of does it to, to stay busy. And whenever she's bored, I know up at the cottage, <laughs> there's a lot of downtime in the summer. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. whenever she can, she just kind of puts her feet up and, and see if any ideas come to her head. And she moved around a lot too, obviously. So, so do you give your, your girlfriend any advice? Like, Hey, you know what? If this does work out, we eventually get married. It's might be a little rough. We might have to place to see a couple yeah. of places. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely, it's, uh, I mean, have you given her the heads up what it is to be? Yeah. The... Yeah. I think she's got an idea. I know she did it first, but she's kind of seen it now and, and, and from what I've said and what I've told her, it's, yeah, it's uh, it's a hectic life. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, you look at Jamie and Nicole, same thing with yeah. their four kids. And, um, you know, Nicole's an absolute saint for, right. for putting up with <laughs> the four Shasma. kids. Yeah, yeah Nicole Shasta yeah. putting up with the four kids and moving around a ton. And, uh, yeah, it's it's might not be for everybody, but I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> Now, I asked the guys this, uh, all the new guys, because I always love to hear the video game stories. If there is any challenges have been thrown down, what's the game this year, and what do you participate in? Because I know it gets quite intense. Yeah, so uh, Fortnite's still around <laughs> a little bit. That was bit. last year's. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so some guys still play that. I, I actually didn't play at all coming to Fort Wayne, and then uh, my girlfriend's doing some student teaching, so I, I'm alone at the apartment. Yeah. Uh, with our two dogs so I'll go outside and throw the ball around for them for a bit and then I'm just sitting bored so I hook the Xbox back up and and I'm <laughs> trying to get back into it I'm I'm absolutely terrible at it though so uh, you usually squat up uh, with a couple guys and I usually have to beg to get into a squad because <laughs> they don't because want me suck. dragging the team down yeah 
Say, so oh, two dogs. All right, there's something to talk yep. about. I'm a dog lover. What okay. kind of dogs you got? Um, both mutts. I uh, One's a black lab mix. Me and my dad were teaching a hockey school up in Wiskaganish. In, uh, Wiskaganish? Nor- yes. How do you spell that? <laughs> oh, I don't even know. Northern Quebec on a Cree Nation Reserve. And uh, he was a stray just walking around. So I, oh, I yeah, baited him in with some pizza yeah. that I got at the hotel. and put a collar on him and and uh, i've had him ever since oh that's so, neat yeah he's been touring around with me he's a great dog cooper and then uh my girlfriend had uh, maddox who's a coonhound great dane mix wow that's gonna be yeah. a huge dog it is a huge dog and um any sort of mischief he can get into yeah. he does and uh <laughs> which isn't always easy when he weighs 90 pounds so uh, he looks like a mini horse running around, but oh, he's so, fun. So you guys did bring kids into the relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna keep custody of Cooper. Right. Yeah. She she can have Maddox. He's he's a bit of a wild child, but he keeps me on my toes. Wow. And, and you live in an apartment. Yes. Yeah. So oh. I I spend a lot of time. There's a nice big park beside where we yeah. live. So. I spend a lot of time over there. Might get a little tougher when the snow starts falling, but um, yeah, you have to take them out because if you don't, it's, oh, it looks like a tornado went yeah. through our place. So, so Maddox is is ninety pounds. Yeah. How big's Cooper? Uh, he's kind of normal black lab, probably 50, 50, 50 pounds. Yeah. So two so. big dogs. They get along. They do get along. Yeah. yeah. And, and Cooper's not always. Uh, my dog's not always. Um, the most friendly the other dog so it's and, good you know that, what that and that's weird because okay he was only used to you now all of a sudden you have the girlfriend and the other dog yeah so i'm sure he's not very happy yeah he's done a great <laughs> job I'm, I'm proud of him with how uh, he's opened them with or welcomed them with open arms he uh has taken a liking to the dog and the girlfriend so um yeah it's uh one big happy family over there now cooper he's traveled with you he's he has every yeah, every yeah. town yeah he was at yeah. school with me uh so he put on the freshman 15 oh, as so you well took him to, to college too. yeah he was at vermont and he'd uh I'd wake up and the pizza boxes that my roommates yeah. left out that night would be cleaned <laughs> looks like you could take them back to domino's and you could wrap up another pizza so uh, yeah he put on some pounds and my mom wasn't too thrilled about that but yeah. we've uh we've had him on a good grain-free diet now and <laughs> trying to keep up with Maddox he's he's lost the weight and he's looking better than ever yeah so I'm sure you have to drop him off with your folks every once in a while yeah yeah, yeah so I'll take him home for Christmas or my mom will come up here um if we have a long road trip or, or just come back and and pick him up uh my mom has a stray as well at home um, and him and Cooper aren't the best of friends. Really? So, yeah. So it's sometimes it's <laughs> it's kind of a hassle because we always yeah. have to keep them separated, especially when we're feeding them or something. So um, I I try not to take them there as as much as I can. But when my hands are tied, yeah. they've kind of got to try to pretend to be friends. Yeah. Uh, does anyone else have dogs? I know Benny's got a dog. Yeah, Benny's got his dog. dog. Cat guys in the locker room. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Petey, uh, Petey's girlfriend is bringing his dog this weekend, so they're they're gonna meet up. And then uh, Sean just got a dog. Oh, he did. Uh, I know Binkley yes. is gonna get a dog. Binkley's about to get a dog. Yeah. And Sean and his girlfriend just got a dog, so they've also added a child to the picture. <laughs> um, and that is a little Aussie Doodle. 
So I know Sean's, you know, losing some sleep over that, but um, <laughs> he's become a bit of a softy now. That's probably, right. Yeah, he hasn't fought this year probably because he's, got, oh, a, yeah, he's yeah. got the young kid at home. And, yeah. Um, yeah, he's a bit of a softy now, but I, he's really enjoying that too. Yeah. And, and uh, all our dogs have met, so it'll be, uh, we'll have quite a dog walking crew yeah, when, yeah. when they're all grown up. Yeah, Binks is getting a dog uh, from the same person I got my dog from. So okay. they're going to be kind of uh, cousins yes. in a way. Yeah. So uh, I have a German Shepherd uh, and a Chihuahua. So you can only imagine the fun the next, yeah. that <laughs> happens in the house. And the, the Chihuahua pretty much beats up on the German Shepherd. But it's a good little relationship. Yeah. So, All right. So we talked about very briefly the facial hair. You mentioned it. Um, now, I know you worked on the stash all summer. And you were proud of it. And you walk into training camp, and boy, it was kind of your game was kind of short, right? When you saw Ross's mustache. Yeah, I was <laughs> awfully disappointed. I, um, I back at school, I always had a mustache, and I had a, I had a great roster picture the one year. I don't know if you've seen. <laughs> I've that. seen. Oh, I've seen yeah. it. And um, so this year, I went. I wanted to taper back a little bit, not as aggressive. And I walk in the first day, and Brad Ross has this immaculate mustache <laughs> and it kind of broke my heart a little bit knowing that you know on day one I've I've already got the second best mustache so I've I've kind of steered away from that uh, my Halloween costume might bring it back though the mustache what's it gonna be you're gonna have to find out oh yeah, it's, the intrigue. Uh, and um <laughs> you know it's it's uh it's a little disheartening to know that I'm always going to have the second best mustache <laughs> this year. So I, I might not even be able to bust it out too much. Uh, Steven Bayless showed up with a pretty good looking yeah, one. Yeah, his was good too. I might be in third place now. So it's, <laughs> I might have so, to find a new thing. Why just the stash? I can't pull it off. My dad used to rock it back in the 70s, mind yeah, you. Yeah. But I, well, I would just look absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I think it's fun. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> facial hair grows back. Um, at school, I had some interesting haircuts as well. Uh, kind of had the soul train thing going on. Did you do the, the mohawk yeah, thing a little, little bit? Yeah, a little bit of a mohawk, yeah. not, not as much. But, um, you know, always just kind of play around with it and, and have some fun with it, knowing that, you know, you can always change it or it's going to grow back. Yeah. And, yeah. So have you ever walked into a locker room get with the mohawk and people are like, what is this? Yeah, no, I think at school it, it – I would kind of, I was a bit of a goofball, so it kind of fit my personality a little bit, and so I don't think it turned too many heads. I'm, I'm sure out in public, people were <laughs> looking at me like, what the hell's going on, but um, no, I, I enjoy it. So, so, so Movember is going to be very interesting in the locker room this year. Yeah. So you guys I'm, have already started. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Brad Ross is going to have to shave his and start over. I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I mean, then, there's got to be rules for you. you got to start clean November 1st, right? Yeah, and then then it might be a fair race. But as of now, I, I uh, have a lot of catching up to do. Now, does the girlfriend like the stash? Uh, I don't think she loves it, no. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, – you know, that's I'll put my foot down though because I love it. So I, yeah. <laughs> if I don't shave for two days, my wife is yelling at me. Yeah, so that's, what is, what those is are this? my parents. Yeah, my my dad will uh, grow out his mustache from November, and that's <laughs> by far my mom's least favorite month of the year because of that. Yeah, have you informed her of the playoff beard that has to come around? Yeah, okay. my the one in Colorado, uh, a little splotchy, but that grew in pretty <laughs> thick. Um, she didn't love that. She was pretty excited to shave it. Um, uh, two Christmases ago, I showed up with a goatee, and that lasted about two hours before my mom made me shave that. <laughs> so she's 
<laughs> she's the one that's that's usually pretty tough on the facial hair. Yeah, I gotta say the goatee. I'm not sure if that that's gonna. Roll. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think it was more of a Fu Manchu actually, kind of that went in. Oh, the you goatee. had that. Yeah, okay. it was like the. Yeah, it was it was ugly. It was bad. <laughs> All right, so I won't let you. You don't have to give up your Halloween costume, but okay. do you, uh, is that one of your favorite holidays? Because I can tell you like it because you're not giving anything away. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I uh, usually try to put a lot of planning into it, and and uh, we have a, a couple's costume this year that that should be pretty good. I'm I'm pretty excited to to roll it out. Is there a Halloween party? Uh, plans yeah i think we're gonna try to get together and do something as a team we have a pretty busy schedule right yeah. now so it's tough but um you know i think it, we're it, off on halloween i don't think we got a game that night yeah, so, yeah yeah you know winning goes a long way yeah. when it when it comes to that kind of stuff yeah. so um you know hopefully we can get a couple wins here and, yeah and uh you know well, that's a nice moment we got a new team you guys can have a halloween party and have some fun and bond a little yeah bit. yeah and i think that's been a great thing with benny i think he understands that and has a great grasp on that and uh you know realizes there is a lot of team bonding that goes into it yeah. and when when a team can get together and do stuff like that it's only going to bring you closer yeah and you guys, of course, you know, you do your, your, your football parties, your rookie parties. I mean, you guys plan this out. I mean, it's, it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's uh we need an event coordinator on our team and it's, uh, <laughs> it's fun. It's, you know, we have a great group of guys here this year, yeah. so it's been enjoyable, uh, a little bit of a losing streak right now, but, um, you know, we'll snap out of it and, yeah. and it'll be a positive place and, and a lot of fun to be here. But how do those, how do those little parties start? Is there, is there someone who actually goes, Hey, let's get together. Let's. Yeah. I think yeah. the captains will get together and, and we'll kind of just talk about, um, you know, what, what the tentative plan is kind yeah. of depending on if you win or you lose and yeah. okay, we're looking at this date and, and depending on how we perform and, and how much of a leash we get, we can kind of do <laughs> stuff like that. So, um, I enjoy it. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I like to have my fun and, and, uh, I think that really does bring a team together and yeah. I don't think last year we had the tightest knit group. So I think the, the sooner you can kind of, see your teammates like family it, it goes a long way on the ice yeah is there any of the not many players came back from last year but is there anyone particularly now early in the season that you've kind of bonded with that you just met uh yeah there's a lot there's a good amount of guys i was um you know eric israel i was i was sad to to see go he's a good locker room guy and and we um we had that golf outing and, and you got to pick your team and, yeah. and I was with him and uh, Max Gottlieb and then Ian Mackey, who was also released. But uh, so me and Gotts have gotten pretty close and, and there's all the young guys coming in are all great guys. Yeah. Um, it, it's been very easy uh, to get along with all of them. And, um, you know, there's not one guy that I would say that has really stood out, but um, you, you have Monty in the fold who, who we're close with. And then we're playing on the line with uh, McKenzie so me and Mac have gotten pretty tight. He's yeah. been over a couple of times and, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good feeling right now when you have such a tight knit group and, and such a kind of fresh, positive yeah. energy coming in. So. I, I never thought about that, but yeah, you guys switch up lines all the time, but I mean, do you like, after, if you find out you're going to be on a line with somebody, do you actually take the time and say, Hey, let's go out, let's bond a little bit. Yeah. And I think that goes a long way too, is as far as line chemistry goes, I think, um, the longer you can play with a guy, the more of their tendencies that you can pick up, um, the closer you're going to get on and off the ice. And that helps. It's, you know, I, when I got hit by uh, Schultz the other day and uh, you see Mac 
doesn't hesitate at all. Yeah. He drops his gloves and, and it's something that I would do the same for him. And, um, you know, not saying that he wouldn't do that for other guys. Yeah. I think it's just a little easier though, when, you know, it's one of your buddies that, that gets that gets hammered at center ice. And already early in the season, you've kind of been targeted. You're the guy who's who's taking a couple shots. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's yeah, you know, it's something that you have to expect. Um, you know, I I can't. I'm coming off of a good year, so so I assume that um, you know guys are going to be keying in on guys yeah. like me and Sid and other stuff yeah. like that. So. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't mess with sit on the ice, but, um, you know, so I think I'm the easy target. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, you got to get that toughness, got to get the beard, you got to look a little tougher, a little intimidating. Yeah, I got my, my street cred up or something. There you I go. There you go. So, all right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you coming in. It was fantastic. And, and uh, again, thanks a lot. Good luck with the dog, the girlfriend, and the season, man. Yeah, thank you very much. I enjoyed it. All right, thanks a lot, buddy. Not a bad little episode, am I right? Yeah, Brady Shaw. I want to thank him for coming and spending part of his day with me, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me and listening to this podcast. Of course, you can go back and listen to all the other great episodes we have had this year and last year as well. So I want to thank everybody for listening, and of course, Huntington University for hosting this podcast. And I got to say this, the thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of Huntington University. Thanks for listening. That's our show.